everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as it has been for quite some time, we are doing this thing all remote, and Randy Cash is there through the computer. Hey, how's it going? What's up? <laughs> How are you over there tonight? I'm good, man. Just, uh, you know, doing my Randy Cash stuff, working, being a dad, and yeah. Just doing your Randy Cash stuff? Yeah, just right. Randy Cash stuff. I saw on the Instagrams where you have been doing some uh, comedy stuff again. So I know that has to be fun and exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. I had a couple of shows or a few shows out in O'Fallon, Missouri at the Backdoor Comedy Club. It was a lot of fun. I like performing there. It's fun. Yeah? Yeah. So I don't suppose you did any of those assessments yet, have you? I absolutely did not. You absolutely did not. Did so not, you didn't yeah. do the, the two that we've talked about previously. <clears throat> no. You're going to love the fact that we have another one nice. to talk about now. I know it's super fun. Although you may have actually done some work with this one before, because I know we've talked about it before, but the love languages. Did you ever take that quiz? Oh, yeah. Way back when we did that a while back. Do you remember what yours was? No, we, uh, I was, mo as I recall, kind of going for this, I'm between a couple styles. You're between some? Okay. Yeah. Well, essentially, last week in the blog, I kind of introduced that we're going to try and go through each of the uh, different love languages and talk about each one a little bit detailed and kind of give some insight into how they show up and also to maybe decode things just a bit. And anybody listening, I want you to know that there will be an entire section of lessons all about the love languages, a really deep dive into it in my relationship workshop, which, oh, we're so close to relaunching, like so, 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 so close. Um, so yes, wanted to spend a little bit of time. So the first one is acts of service that we're going to talk about. But let me just recap in case you have missed the discussions previously. We have acts of service quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, and physical touch. And I sort of add a sixth one in there because, you know, sex therapist at all, I have to at least talk about the intimate physical touch. So I feel like there's going to be a kind of a merging of those two when we get to it. But for today, I want us to talk about acts of service. And I feel like what I find the most from clients when I use the love languages as a framework is that there are quite a few people that feel very extra complicated when it comes to learning how to give to their significant other in their love language. So an example of that would be if someone walks in the office and they are acts of service, that's the way they receive love, but yet their significant other is gifts. They want gifts to feel important and special and loved and that kind of thing. So it's important to keep in mind that it is okay to have some overlap. So the example I always go to is let's say that you are someone that really enjoys acts of service and gifts. Let's say you enjoy both of those things. You could very easily have someone cook dinner for you which is not only an act of service, it's something you don't have to do, but it's also a gift because they're giving you something. If you eat the meal together, it's an example of quality time. And then whatever happy physical touch happens later is just another way to tap into a love language, right? So there's a lot of overlap between the different languages. And I want people to keep that in mind because I feel like that's a sticking point that causes a lot of stress 
from time to time. People going, oh my gosh, we don't have the same love language. How do we do this? How do we manage this? <clears throat> what is this going to look like, right? So that's the first thing I want you to keep in mind. But let's dig into, in the time we have left today, about acts of service and really get a clear understanding of what that means. So an act of service, this is what I want you to do. If, if your partner loves to be shown love through acts of service, I want you to start brainstorming and ask yourself, what are some tasks or to-do items or just general things that are on their list of things they have to accomplish in their day that you can offload from them, take the responsibility on yourself and do it before they ask you to? A great example that happens a lot is when people are like, you won't even believe it. I came home and nobody had taken out the trash and there was laundry to be done everywhere and the dishes were in the sink and I just felt so overwhelmed because I felt like I had no ability to just come in and relax. In a case like this, if you get home before your significant other and you're able to do even one of those tasks, maybe you do two of them, maybe you do all of them, but it takes the, the pressure off of the person returning home after a long day at work, feeling like they come home and have to keep working. It really is effective. Now, you do want to have an understanding of your love language and as well as yours, I want you to know what theirs is because you want to make sure that you're giving to them in a way that actually lines up with their love language. But you kind of get what I mean about finding ways to look at what they already do and just offload some of the responsibility and busyness so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming? You know, when you come home in a situation like that, you, you need to do some of those chores that need to be done. Because you ever heard of this thing called brownie points? <laughs> brownie points, yes. Yeah, like when you're stacking your, your, your keeping score against what your partner does like you're not supposed to do that we all do. And you can have that in your back pocket. Remember that one time when I came home and I did all that stuff? Brownie points. I love the fact that you specifically, like you just had a whole conversation with yourself. You know that thing that you're not supposed to do that we all do? Okay, let's just like, no, we're not keeping score. Because Mr. Cash, I have said this to you a million times. Nobody wins if you keep score, right? You will always come out a loser because you will never actually balance that equation. But I do hear what you're saying. And I like the idea of brownie points. I also, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's been clients I've worked with over the years where maybe this has been a struggle for them. And all of a sudden they start coming home and recognizing that their significant other has done some of those tasks for them. And they start to feel less at odds with each other. It starts to feel less combative and it starts to feel like in Instead of one person nagging the other one to do housework, it's just being done. I've even had people go to the other extreme and say, well, if I do it for them, they're going to start to expect me to do everything all the time. Okay, and we can talk about expectations because they need to be balanced across both people in a relationship. But that should not be how it like happens. It should be one of those things that we can do tasks to offload the stress and the pressure, but we do it with the intention to make their life easier so they will feel cared for and loved and be grateful for the effort and not turn it into, well, you did it once, so now you have to do it forever. I would also counter that is it so terrible to take on the task of taking out the trash if that makes their life significantly better or if that makes them feel more love from you? 
I would argue it's probably not that big of a deal, but I do think that balance is the key. So when we think about acts of service, I'm going to just reiterate this. I don't want you to complicate it. And I do want you to start thinking of ways that you can take some of the stress and pressure for tasks and to-do list items off of your significant other. Okay, now I want to do another tie-in, though, because acts of service and physical touch actually do go hand in hand sometimes. And I know we haven't talked about all of the love languages yet, but we're going to get there. And I think most people are sort of aware of this concept, at least to some degree. If you think of something like a back scratch, a foot massage, maybe a back massage, those types of things, although our physical touch in nature could also be considered an act of service. So that's another way to have tie-in and overlap between the different love languages, where maybe you're, you're allowing yourself to think outside the box and go, okay, how can I like mesh some of these things together so that I'm not trying to only meet tasks in one category? Because I kind of feel like for the most part, we all need to give and receive love in pretty much every category, at least sometimes. So the more that you can get creative with like connecting the dots, the better it's going to feel in the long run. And it's also important to notice, I, I hear this a lot from people. They're like, well, what if I give love in one way and I receive love in a different way? Not only is that entirely possible, but I feel like this is one of the limitations of that assessment. It doesn't really tell you the difference between do I give love and receive love differently. So as you're taking the five love languages quiz, which I do recommend taking as a framework to understand yourself just a little bit better, keep in mind that you may give and receive a bit differently and you need to give yourself permission to sort of get in touch with how do these things show up for you? What does this look like? And what would it be like for you to start trying to live your relationship life through the lens of giving to your partner in a love language that matches up with who they are and what they need? I think it would be good to take the thing so you could understand the other languages. I remember when we talked about this last time, I believe. You remember I was telling you I was doing some things around the house for a friend of mine and she mistook them for me being interested in her because I was mm -hmm. doing these acts of service just because we were friends and I wanted to help out. I didn't know about that, but after talking with you and all this stuff, now I know about that. You know, it would be very helpful to understand, you know, the other languages. So how you interact with somebody that has a different language, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, there are also some examples I've worked with people before where they think that by giving a love, like by giving an act of service to someone is going to be really well received and taken as a good thing. What actually ends up happening is it hurts their feelings or makes them feel almost like guilty or like a burden. And so it's important to talk about these things. I hope that people are noticing as we go that the different assessments and all of the elements of healthy relationship communication are actually building on one another. And everything, I don't care what it is we're talking about, is going to come back to how healthy is the communication in the relationship. Because everything else is sort of based around the health of that communication. And even though it may be a struggle at times to have those courageous conversations, that really is the key to be able to understand what your partner needs, what you need, and to make sure you're on the same page. 
Because I'll be honest, you don't want to be on different pages. You really don't want to be in different books or in different libraries. We have to get everybody on the same page so that we can start to build that same team mentality and no one feels left out of the equation. Yeah, being on the same page kind of helps, you know. <laughs> Communication is the key, man, to everything, to all your relationships, your romantic business, friendship, all of it. The key to that is communication. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what's interesting. People will often ask me like, oh, yeah, what do you do as a sex therapist, which I'm going to be creating a series of videos on that in the near future. But really what I do is I help people talk about what they want, because at the end of the day, even the health of the sexual aspect of the relationship is going to be completely based on how healthy the communication is and how able both partners are to show up in an authentic, vulnerable way where they can really communicate on deep levels about what they want and what they would like to experience. So it's, it's like this whole conglomeration of stuff. And I will say too, I will put a link in the description of this video to anybody that is interested in downloading the relationship communication guide, go ahead and get your copy of that because as the workshop relaunches, you will be on the list to be the first to know about the relaunch, all of the specials, and how to take advantage of the love language lesson, which is going to be kind of an extra bonus. Down in the comment section, get that link, yo. Get that link. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're hilarious, Mr. Cash. That's what they say. Where what did you say? That's what they say. That's what they say, right? It's probably why you're a comedian. Just saying. I like the attention. That's why you like the yep. attention. Hey, you know, at least, at least, you know. Yeah, I'm honest about it. You can follow me in all of my silly shenanigans on the Instagrams at our cash comedy. Thank you very much. Awesome. And if you do want to follow along with what I've got going on, really the best place to find everything is lindsaywalden.com. There are links to previous blogs. There are links to all of the last podcast episodes, as well as a way to download the guide. And I now have a recommendation section, which gives you links to all of the books and self-care sort of items and tools that I recommend and that I use in my daily life and in my clinical practice. If you want to follow me on social media, it's on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting, on Instagram at This Is Lindsay Walden, on TikTok at This Is Lindsay Walden, and on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So there are lots of places to connect, and I am happy to answer any questions you may have. Until next week, I do hope you keep living your best life, building the relationship of your dreams, and we will be back with more.